Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of This Is How We See It. I am Nick. And I am Jerry. And this is um, this is kind of a reunion of sorts. Um, we used to have a podcast of our own, right? Yeah. Pop Culture Crunch Days, dude. Yeah, this is this is basically a podcast digesting all the pop culture, probably within the one to two month period, I would say. Yeah, so we go over TV, movies, comic books, video games if they're relevant, sports, really anything. So, anything everybody's talking about, minus politics and religion. Yes, the two the two nos. The two nos, yeah, let, hard let's, nose. Let's not go there. No. Anyway, so usually we um, have a few beers during this podcast, and we like to introduce um, maybe a new beer or what we're drinking for that particular episode. So, Jerry, what are you drinking? I am drinking a locally sourced uh, beer from Lincoln. Lincoln, Nebraska? Yep, okay. Lincoln, Nebraska, capital of, of uh, Nebraska. Of course. Um, this one... Formally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one's uh, Cosmic Eye Brewing. Um uh, label says uh it's a black lager black lager so how does it how does it taste tastes actually pretty good it's 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 a little bit better than a guinness mm-hmm. um but it's, it's not so much in of a stout or a porter whatsoever it really keeps the body of the lager in it um very light and everything but i i bought it because of the label because the label... Uh, uh, just forewarning everyone, Jerry likes... Um, he's a label yes. sucker. So I'm, if I'm it's really clever marketing, he's like, yeah. oh, cool art. Right, right. And he has to get it. Well, Or cool label or whatever title you want to call this. So it's called it's called the uh, You're Cut Off Beer. Yeah, I like the title of that beer. But I don't understand... Well, what's this, the alcohol percentage, I anyway? Don't, the, the alcohol is uh, 5%, but I don't understand... Well, I don't this. understand that you're cut off then. Well, I don't understand the uh, death metal looking thing. Here like the called. font is death metal? Well, yeah. Look at it. it says well, you know, it's kind of weird that you say that. That's death metal font. And I kind of knew exactly what you meant by that. Yeah. Everybody knows what it well, means. Like, does it? Do you? I don't know. Yeah. That's just kind of like, just kind of like, I, just, I, 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 I never thought about it, but now I'm thinking like, when wow, you look at death it, you're metal just font. Like, yeah, that's death metal font. It's called mis- municipal waste. You're cut off. I don't know. Cosmic Eye is a really... It, it, well, when, okay, first of all, when you say you're cut off, I'm thinking to myself, this has got to have like 9%, 10% alcohol. Right? But 5 5%. What is it, amateur hour? Oh, I don't know. Well, I paid amateur hour prices for it. You, know, like, <laughs> you mean you hey, were duped? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you see this label? It's pretty cool. Uh, you know, that'll, that'll be $10 They need for to cover the, the price of the art for the can, <laughs> right. you know, so they got to pay the artist, so yeah. it's going to take a while. Um, I I am drinking. Are you what done? You are you done with yours? We got. What, what do I got? got? Okay, I am drinking. Um, it's called Pseudo Sue. It's I from Goliath that. Brewing Company in Decorah, Iowa, which is in northern Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular beer is an IPA, and it tastes kind of like a. Uh, it's kind of like a grapefruit back end with some spruce, and it's. It's I highly recommend it. It's a go-to for any IPA lover if you haven't had it. It has a giant T-Rex on the can, which yeah. I wasn't going to be suckered, but <laughs> if I was going to be, a T-Rex would probably do it. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I'm drinking and uh, highly delicious. So anyway, let's get to the, uh, the news, a little bit of news action. All right. So over the last two months, a lot has happened with the new Batman movie. 
Yeah. So I know you have reservations because I think you're always comparing it to the Nolan films. Am I right? I don't know if I have reservations as far as uh, comparing stuff to the Nolan films. I think I'm just just more of an average Joe. So when news comes out, like I remember us back in the day when we were talking like Ben Affleck is your new Batman, Jerry. How you feel about that? I'm like, <laughs> what the? What the? And then... So I was like, well, it can't possibly get much worse. And then, then we really, I, I think we would agree, like, we both kind of appreciate what Ben Affleck did with, I, with I the Batman to, character. He's a He was a good character in a bad movie. So, yeah. So now Ben Affleck steps down from the from the throne, which I'm shocked by. Like, well, that, that really of, throws well, me you know, off. Well, you know, the reason behind that is because the movie sucked that they're going to go back to base and be like, okay, we need to, we need to like redo everything. I mean, not, they're not going to try to create their own universe again per se, but they need to start fresh because they're like, okay, well, these movies obviously suck. That's not going to work. We need to yeah. go do something on our own. DC's just trying, trying to like say, we're not, we're kind of dropping the whole extended universe stuff. This movie will have its own universe. This movie will have its own universe, etc. So, um, they kind of needed to get rid of Ben Affleck because, and it kills me to say it, even Henry Cavill, it sucks. But unless they decide to bring in the multiverse angle, which would make it awesome. But, yeah. But with this movie, with what Matt Reeves is doing, the director of uh, the recent Planet of the Apes movies, um, what he's trying to do with Batman is make it more of a, a mystery, noir, thriller. But it sucks that you have to lose like such a talented actor like Ben did with Batman just because you you got a couple of crap films out of it. Like, I, it oh, I agree. That's not on him. It's the same thing with Superman. You know, I, I don't think... Yeah, it's yeah, not I, on Henry. Henry I, is... Henry, I'll be honest with you, is an absolute perfect casting for your modern-day Superman. 100% agree. Like, that's mm-hmm. him. That's him to a T. And to be like, hey, sorry, the film is flopped. We're going to cut you. We're going to recast it. That's what I'm getting with, with the Ben Affleck thing. So I, I, I kind of fell back into that old seat of like, hey, Robert Patterson's going to be your Batman, Jerry. How do you feel? I'm just like, freaking Twilight? Seriously? Or is this? And then, so that was my initial gut reaction. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, is it freaking well, no, Twilight. And here's the thing though. And I, and I, if I didn't know his other movies, if I didn't know his other movies at all, because he's kind of had a, an, I guess more of a renaissance in regards to his work because he's, gone from like that those teen movies to art house films to sci-fi like independent films where like he's trying to like actually act and try to prove that he's an actual actor and so his movies that he's come out with uh recently have been awesome and he's been awesome in it i that recent one on netflix i forget it was like the king i think it's called the king okay he he plays one of the the frenchman one of the villains he's he's awesome and or the lighthouse when he's with Willem Dafoe, uh, crazy good. And I I know that he's talented. I know he can pull it off. So when I hear that he's gonna be Batman, I'm like, okay, this guy can do it. I, he's kind of like a chameleon. But I think people get caught up and like, oh, he's Twilight. He has that right. face. You associate that with a teeny bopper type face. Like, what are we doing? Like, but if people need to let go of those, they get, they just need to like basically research a little bit. Okay, he's been doing other stuff that actually matters exactly dude and Mm -hmm. that's where i was i was going to lead into where like my initial gut reaction went to like this is twilight but then you know you suggested to watch lighthouse and it was kind of funny because like three days later on uh 
on one of the morning talk shows, like today or something, mm-hmm. uh, they were interviewing Robert Patterson, and I watched the whole interview, and instantly, in a heartbeat, I was sold. I'm like, yeah, this dude can be a Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he yeah, Twilight was whatever. It got his guy got his name broken into the biz, and he's really well known now because of those movies. But now, I feel like he's more of a more of an educated actor, more of a well-rounded, and isn't just a face that looks cute at the time because he was a younger dude. Now he's a little bit more older, looking for more roles that invoke more than just physical, you know, hey, I look good, and I can see right, a couple exactly. of cute lines here and there. I mean, to take, for example, like, <laughs> when Michael Keaton was cast, you know, you're like, what? Like, there's no, but then he's Batman. I think he did a good job as Batman. And I, I think I have high, I have high hopes for the movie altogether because uh, the the villains, though, too, like they have Colin Farrell as the Penguin. They have, um, I can't, why well, I'm running a blank right now, but. That's going to be crazy to see. It'll be a little how weird. That, how that pans out with mm-hmm. Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very optimistic. And I like the, the cat, like the casting with Jeffrey, um, Jeffrey Wright as uh, Gordon, um, who's just. As an actor, if you ever watch Westworld, he just knocks mm-hmm. it out of the park. Um, um, yeah, so I'm I'm very very excited for it. And I, and yeah, that's I guess me and you together have never collectively like really talked about Batman and what Robert Pats means to the the future of the DC Batman. Well, movie. I, I think well we for for our audience, we come from different backgrounds. Like you're really well rounded in your movie news and everything. I think I kind of come off as just like general audience kind of feel like you would expect like most people to be like hey robert patterson's batman they'd be like really the twilight guy you know mm-hmm. so that, i mean i guess that's kind of why i bring to our episode or our show and you have a little bit more depth because you you really invest yourself into learning the actors and what are the roles that they've gone into so i think that's what's a, a great dynamic just about the first conversation we're having on our first episode it's just how our views are mm-hmm. are a little bit different but we both agree like like i said it didn't take me long to accept robert patterson as batman ben affleck i think we sat both in cubicles yeah. for like a good two months like can you believe this shit what? yeah i wasn't a fan of the whole idea i i, I think it took us to watch watch the film and be like oh yeah, yeah. Not bad. Well played there, Affleck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to agree. They did a good job. I think at the, I think at this point in time, like I think that if you don't know how to portray Batman in film anymore, like you should just give up as a movie director. Yeah, because I think I mean it's it's pretty much formed to the point where like this is the the, the cans and the cannots when it comes to like how Batman's portrayed in film or TV that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So yeah. So anyway, and speaking of Batman. Um, kind of odd news. So Michael Keaton went from Batman in the DC to um, Spider-Man. Yeah. And then now Christian Bale, obviously from the Nolan films, going to um, the Marvel Universe with the Thor film. Yeah. And I think what did you, you find out about that? Um, the rumor is is that he may be playing a, a villain. And a, a recent villain. When I say recent villain, I mean recent in the comic books. Um, okay. Recently portrayed in the comic books and created. So I don't know. I just think it's kind of odd that you know you kind of go back and forth. You know, it's just kind of odd with both Batman's both going into the Marvel universe. But no, I don't I, know. I think there's something to be said about that. I think there's some actors um, 
I mean, let's point out Ryan Reynolds. I mean, look how many different superheroes he's been played as. You know, well, because he was he was in Blade. That's a that's a Marvel. Yeah, he played the King. I think his name was King or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then he was in the uh, Wolverine movie as the really crappy Weapon Deadpool. X. Was it Weapon X though? Weapon X, yeah. Which was Deadpool? I'm kind of confused. Was that no? It, that's who he's supposed to be. He was supposed to be Deadpool in that in that oh, movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he goes to DC. I think I think he did the best he he could as Green Lantern. I think to be honest with you, I think he looked like a Hal Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's a good casting for it physically. We both agreed. Writing sucked. That mm, was not a train wreck. Okay. This is very bad. But then he's he's destroying it. As as the Deadpool that everybody knows mm-hmm. now, and so then so then like you take um, who else is cross stream? Has Tom Hardy? No, he, no, I don't think so. No, no. I, I it's hard for me to actually think. I didn't think back now. I don't think there's many actors that have made that cross, like you say. Um, I'll think about it as the podcast okay, goes on. I guess I maybe misled people, misled people there. So no, that's okay. No, it's all right. No, I mean, <laughs> um, anyway, I, I'm right. I'm looking at my notes right here. I also wrote down as a good topic of conversation. You said to me, you said, Nick, I really enjoyed Irishman on Netflix. It's three hours long, but it's great. Yeah. And you're trying to tell people, hey, you need to see this movie. Like, you won't even know it's three hours. My message or my problem for both parties would be (laughs) to just have an intermission in the movie and bring it back. Because the movies are getting longer now. Like, they're going from, like, an hour and 40 to two, two and a half, and then sometimes even three hours. So... I mean, especially with like a Nolan film, like all of his movies are like event films, but they're all like two and a half hours plus long. And you're thinking to yourself, what happened to the intermissions? Like, especially if we go to the theater, can we just have like after the hour and a half mark, boom, intermission? You got 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> get, get whatever food you need, go to the bathroom, come back. <laughs> and I mean, it's like, there's something about that. I, I don't know. I know the, the reason being is because you can't shove as many movies in the time slot because you wouldn't make as much money, right? But wouldn't you make more money by making people want to go to the theaters more often because you do have an intermission? Yeah. I don't know. And a lot of people, I, you know, speaking to other friends about it, but they're like, I can't watch a movie and just stop it at one particular place and then go back to it later like a TV episode. Like, why? Well, I kind of talked to people a little bit. And I don't want it to die. To, to move into another whole side tangent, but I was like, a lot of things are starting to become like the movie Wally. Like we just want to sit down and be plugged in and just just watch. There's a lot of people like that. And to be honest with you, yeah, I could I agree with you. But the thing about the Irishman, it was it, it was just so good for me. I I, I I didn't want an intermission. There's other movies that were like three hours long. Like uh like wasn't the last Avengers Endgame about that long? There's parts yeah. in that movie mm-hmm. I was like, uh, can we just... Uh, Why not? We we don't need to listen to Black Widow and Hawkeye get all sappy. That's perfect pee break right there. Let's just... Mm-hmm. You know, if they're getting all lovey-dovey, let's cut it out. But that movie in particular is one of the first three-hour films that I didn't want to stop. 
Like I wanted to know, I wanted to know Robert De Niro's character. I wanted to know his Talking story. Talking about the Irishman again, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to know his whole thing. Like I just couldn't stop because I mean, basically, it was him narrating his life story. So it's kind of like sitting down with like, with like somebody intriguing that you've never met before, and they're telling you, "Hey, this is what I did," you know. But no, it's it's one of those. It's like when you meet an interesting character, you just you just get sucked into their to their story, and that's that's how I felt. Like I just wanted to see how this guy who just used to deliver meat in a truck got all the way out to being, you know. Head of the union? You know, John Gotti's like, or Gotti's like, best hand man. Oh, you mean Hoffa? Hoffa, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. not Gotti. Hoffa's like, right hand man. I was mm-hmm. like, holy cow, like, this dude went from, like, the streets to, like, top of the mafia, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, speaking of Irishmen, I mean, did you, comparing to other Scorsese movies, would you say it's his best? No, but it's it's got no, no. it's goddamn good. So, what would you say is his best? Goodfellas. I have to say the Departed. I'm more of a Departed. Oh, fan. really? See, mm-hmm. I, 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 well, I, and that that could be just a difference in our, our taste or whatever. But I like really good mafia movies. But yeah, like I said, when I look at that movie, I think of like, okay, so The Irishman is very, it's good by itself. But if I had to compare it to other Martin Scorsese movies, I'm like, eh, eh. For a Scorsese film, I'm like, it has to be like damn near perfect. Because I've like, watched all of his other movies like Mean Streets or Taxi Driver or, or any of his movies, that, uh, Gains in New York or any of his other movies. I'm like, I think those are close to near masterpieces. And I, I watched that movie and I'm like, I think maybe it has to do with like the special effects that are throwing me off. Maybe I, I I would say that's a, that's probably not right. I mean, it's definitely the story and how it was told, and especially when the author of the book that that movie is based is saying that he killed Jimmy Hoffa basically, and there was no proof to suggest that at all. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. There's some problems I had with it, minor compared to most films. I did like it a lot. I mean. Yeah. No, and, and maybe that's the thing is that I haven't watched a lot of Martin's films as much as you have. So, I mean, it could be limited, you know, just like, you know, viewership on what I've seen versus what you have. Like I say, I didn't, I guess I don't get the, uh, like the, uh, thing. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Like, I don't, but I get, but like I said, it's, it's not like Goodfellas good. Like Goodfellas. Oh yeah. Goodfellas is like, there was like awesome. a lot of good action in it, whereas I felt like this was just we're laying off the actions, and but we're telling a little bit more story. Well, I think his idea bit more was feeling. they wanted it felt over long because it felt. I mean, cause I think he was trying to go for like let's give these characters the ability to breathe and let you get to know them a little bit more. Yeah, but it's almost, in my opinion, too much. Whereas the dialogue itself in Goodfellas carried that within the characters. And they, yeah. were, they were contained. I can see where you're coming from in that. And so, like, someone, like, having a dialogue with someone else and it being extended and it being ridiculous and hilarious, you would get to know th- this character's like this, this character's like that. And so it's been – it was built up in that particular manner. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't I – guess I, I guess I didn't think that, that needed to be the way that he directed it. And that's all I want to say about Which it. Which is kind of funny because, like, Joe Pesci's uh, 
character from one film to the other was dynamically different. Like, oh my god! Joe Pesci in Goodfellas was just so animated, and just over the top. And then you go to the Irishman, and he was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, let's, yeah. I mean, Goodfellas and Casino. Yeah, I mean, slow like, down. Let's let's not worry about this. We got we got we got a you know red tape to work around. Yeah, you know? he's. He's awesome. No, I'm, I'm glad that he came back for the movie, though, because he was out of movies for like 10 plus years, for yeah. sure. So do you want to talk about... But you nailed it. Oh, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, did, so do you want to talk about Star Wars, then? Because we got to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, everybody's... We have to talk about it. Everybody's kind of... Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Or Palpatine. Or Okay, now... But she accepted spoilers. Obviously, it's been like two or three weeks since the. Actually, it's been yeah three weeks since the since movie has Christmas, come out. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we can talk a little bit of spoilers. Yeah. At the end of the movie, she basically calls herself Skywalker because it's not the blood; it's how she was. It's what's in her heart or whatever they were they were talking about. That's, that was the hardest pill to swallow. The, you know what? The, see, there's so many there's so many ridiculous things in that entire movie. So the towards the end, we're like, it's like go ahead. Kill me and ascend. And I'm all like, she fights to not kill him. Then she gets two lightsabers, kills him. Okay, so you're fighting not to kill him. You killed him, but then you don't ascend. Like, you don't turn to the dark side. So, like, he was making it sound like if she does decide to kill him, well, she's done. She's going right to the dark side. Yeah, right to the dark side. But she didn't. Nope. I, and there's so many different problems. I mean, I... Should have you you want to be straightforward with it? It was terrible. I, I really hated the fucking movie. I'm sorry. I'm not going to f bomb a lot, but I fucking yeah, hated just that. Just use them sparingly. I hated that movie so much, and I hated how much people reacted to it and loved it. I was like, there, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Why? Mm-hmm. You you're not even cherishing the guy who made us love. Star Wars, like Luke made us all love it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, you know, guy on poor streets and he, he rose up. He was, he learned the force and everything. This is just like, oh, well, she was gifted with it. You know, as soon as she was born, she, she had the force, you know, and that, and that's what I hate so much is that like you, you've talked to me about like in movies, we need to have relations. We need to have relayability. We need to feel like there's something about a character that we can attach to. Mm-hmm. There has absolutely been nothing about Ray in any of those movies. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's nothing about her persona that makes me think, oh, I understand where she's they, come they, from. They haven't earned anything that they're pushing out. So, like, all of like, hey, we need to stick together, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what makes... Your relationship work. I I've never gotten that on screen where I I don't I don't buy your friendship. You know where, what where it is, is this coming from? It's what, and I hate to say this because I I'm starting to understand why. Even like after we have talked, like how much you've started to dislike even the Marvel films, especially the Avenger films, mm-hmm. Disney. Disney wants to chum everything up. Like everything is Hannah Montana. That you look at it. Mm-hmm. Look at it. Like th- those characters in these last Star Wars films did not have an attachment to each other other than the fact that they just fought a common enemy or somebody, you know, saved somebody's ass in a pinch or something. There's nothing. I, I look at the relationships of like 
Han Solo and Chewie, they, those were guys that like went through battles together. And Luke, he went through his stuff and he worked his way in and it, it felt like there was more of a bond with those characters. These characters mm-hmm. just seem to be like Disney says, hey, we need to sell a product and we need cute faces. So what do you want to be? Do you want to be a boy band? Do you want to be heavy metal? Do you want to be whatever? And we're going to put you together. And we're going to package you really nice and neat. And we're going to put all this marketing into you. And people who are dumb are just going to buy into it because we know most Americans are dumb and they're just going to accept that like, oh, wow. There's a girl Jedi. And I'm not poo-pooing on girls being Jedis by any means. Mm-hmm. But this character, Ray, is a disgrace. Like, I absolutely hate the fact that she took the name Skywalker. I was about ready to, like, flip the table like, what? <laughs> how, um, how dare well, you? Well, no, no. I Okay, listen, listen. I agree with most everything that you're saying. And I the, know, the reason be, it, The man. reason behind it is Disney's... Their whole formula is accessibility. Now, whether is that original? No, I, and that's the reason why I like Warner Brothers better. I mean, I, they happen to have the DC universe themselves, but the thing is, is that um, think about it. Their 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 movies this year were what Frozen Two, Lion King, Aladdin. Like those are just three of them, and they've all, they're all either reboots, yeah, or rehashes or sequels. And the thing is. I, it's safe. When I watched Force Awakens, I'm like, it was so nice to see Star Wars again, kind of harken back to what made it great. But then that's solely what it did. It didn't do anything new. Didn't push any boundaries. It, it didn't. It didn't take anywhere new with the with new characters. It didn't push the envelope. You didn't. You didn't learn anything. You didn't. You didn't grow with those characters like you did with Han Solo and Chewie and their. And they're like kind of like weird bromance as they're you know they're going being like bounty hunters not bounty hunters um, but uh, what was the uh, what was Han Solo's profession? Um, whatever he was, what was he? What was his profession? Help me out here. Uh, was he just a pirate? Yeah, he was kind of like a pirate. Yeah, yeah. he was taking like odd jobs here and there with yeah. Chewie. So he'd be doing that with Chewbacca, and you know you got a sense of what he was all about and everything. It's almost like they're, they're trying to focus on so many darn characters and trying to, and I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but it's, they're trying to make it as diverse as possible, as accessible as possible so that everyone can be like, I can kind of relate when we, when you do that, you're, you're, you're negating any of the relatability of the story, which made it significant in the first place. And it's, it's troubling. And I, and I think, I'm, I'm thinking that Disney is starting to realize that, though, because I think they have a couple of original movies, one called Soul, coming out, I think, in about a few months, where it's about someone dying, like about where the soul goes. Like, it's, it's I mean, it's like a, a kid's film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's original. And Trent Reznor is doing the score to that. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, nice. so I'm like, that is something that I would be more like, I'll check that out. Yeah. Like, like when I watch Mandalorian. Let's get into Mandalorian a little bit, since we're on the Star Wars topic. I well, mean, I just want to say all, oh, go ahead. The, all these last three films did was kill the greatest characters of the previous three films. <laughs> That's all they did. They killed Luke. They killed Han. Thank God you didn't kill Chewie. Otherwise, there would have been blood in the streets. Thank you. <laughs> uh, don't <laughs> drop the mic. It's too expensive. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I, but, but when it comes to the Mandalorian, though, again... That is something that's new. It's in the universe. It's something it's fresh. It's it's mysterious, and it's similar to what what we're accustomed with within that universe. 
yeah. tonally though too but i think it's a little bit more engaging it's more engaging but here's the crazy thing about this whole thing i'm looking at like the very first star wars how much money they spent and that i mean obviously the production and the budget smaller uh yeah. uh the mandalorian uh and i and the stories are better and i would say the first you know i think was it nine episodes of Mandal or seven episodes of mandalorian were solid i would say solid almost like a like a, a western mm-hmm and then the very last episode I thought was one of the like, – it was so awesome. I, I had so much fun watching it. It kind of made everything kind of coalesce and come together. Like it was it was a payoff for you having to watch the previous episodes because you got to know a few characters, get to know them in a roundabout way, and they all kind of came together in a weirdabout way. And then, I mean, and you kind of like, okay, well, what's what's next? Obviously, there's Baby Yoda. But, um, but no, I, I, I'm – I, I would never have like, I wasn't, I almost basically got dared to watch that show, and I and I was glad that <laughs> really? I did. Yeah, because I was like, I don't want to watch them more Star Wars, kidding me? But I kind of had to because I had to die. Someone's got to digest this and yeah, put it on I th- the podcast. I think I was just intrigued by it just because it, right away it just it grasped at at me as just being a separate storyline. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, cool, and I watched uh, episode one and two, and felt like. Okay, I don't have to worry about having to know versus like the last three Star Wars movie. I don't need to know ten different characters' backgrounds. I just have the mm-hmm. Mandalorian mm-hmm. and I have Baby Yoda. And I have Nick Nolte's character. Which by the way is the best character. <laughs> I have spoken. I have, dude, and I, you know what? When I first heard that voice, I'm like, Nick Nolte's in this? <laughs> I knew immediately, and, and this that, and you know, it didn't surprise me to the fact. That I'm like, why hasn't Nick Nolte gotten into more voice work? Like, yeah. why hasn't he done like more like you know like I don't know DC or Marvel uh, animated movies or particular character? I'm like, I would I would love that. I think he's got. I mean, just have that voice. Doesn't need to be very. Doesn't need to be like Mark Hamill where he changes it. Just right. Just that. Yeah. Just, just be Nick Nolte. No, it, it, he was he was definitely cool in it. And I think those. Those first two episodes really broke a lot of ground that like made people invest into it because you know I mean episode one ends with him finding the child and then basically episode two or was it two or three whatever he's rescuing the child so now just in three episodes you've broken a ground of just emotional attachment Mm -hmm. the storyline is pretty basic nobody. You're not. But you evolve with the character. Yeah, you're not trying to figure out like how much is going on. You're just there's just two partners right now. You have the Mandalorian and the child, and it does it does help that I'll give them their due. Like the baby Yoda thing is freaking ridiculous. It was was good. It was money. Yeah, it was money. You know that's like the baby Groot thing. You know everybody loved their baby Groot. Like baby Yoda is just like it's the next t-shirt or whatever you know but yeah it you don't you don't feel like you you're not ever expecting oh when's when's a jedi going to show up here or when's when's a sith lord going to show up this is just kind of like it's kind of like the underground star wars feel a little bit you know it's kind of like you know the empires are fighting up here and you know all that stuff's going on but then you just kind of have like these little things that are kind of interacting that could affect you know the big picture in some mm-hmm. way and 
I I don't know. I just it, it just it felt really easy just to fall in love with the show. Yeah, and I, I felt like wherever the characters went, there was a real sense of danger. I really felt like okay, any moment something crazy. Could yeah, happen to you the had character. that in your back, in back of your, your head, and you're like, head. you're like, oh my gosh, something crazy is gonna happen. But but the way that they 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 led up to those particular moments, it's not like in a, a typical Star Wars film, like everything's happening. It's like rabbit every minute. They shot it to a particular point where like it's subtle, like wide shots, a character moving onto the screen, like you're getting to know the characters at the same time, but it also when something comes their way, you feel it. Yeah. You, you really feel what's happening mm-hmm. to those characters. So yeah, I mean, kudos to, to Mandalorian. I think that's a yeah, really good that, show. I mean, honestly, that's, that sold me on that whole entire Disney plus service. Like, I don't care. Kind of worth it, yeah. I don't care to watch all these other cartoons and all that stuff. I'm like, this here, like, let's take how Mandalorian is. And I, and I hope to God, like, Disney's just like, let's explore, like, other little stories. Let's get, let's get, like, like a Chewbacca-type character story going on. That's not Chewy. Let's just get, let's roll into that. Or, you know... Let's look into other just little offsets of the Star Wars world. You know, I mean, the, right now, my curiosity is just like these species of Yodas or whatever they are. Like, they've yeah. never really been discussed about. It's like, weird that, like, I mean, like, really? Like, it's taken this to get to where we are? Like, I, yeah, I, I'm surprised it wasn't brought up sooner. Yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of one of those things. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Uh, well, I'm glad that they actually tapped into something solid. Yeah, me too. You know that thing is just, and now we're we're well, the season's over with, right? Right. Yeah, they yeah. think they're they're done the last couple of weeks. That's well. Okay, so real quick, that's kind of just the weird thing about like the. Uh, I'm just going to talk about just scale the way the Disney Plus service is just like we we don't have it like a Netflix like. And that's that's kind of what I'm appreciating about like some of these services. This is like oh, every Friday. Oh, it's binge limited. You mean? Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love it because it that's just, a good conversation because I I it, see it both ways. You do? I see it both. I mean, I could see the benefit. Right, well, well, let's get. It's not on our outline, but let's get into it a little bit. I kind of sure, sure. I really kind of like it, like because it it feels like for me, I, I'm a limited viewer. Okay. My, I, I do a lot of stuff, and but when it comes time to watch a show, it's kind of nice to know that I don't have people who have the whole entire season already done in the first weekend. Oh, man, okay, I, I agree, but let's just take it a step further. Okay, let's just say everyone takes that sense of programming. So let's just say five other really popular shows do, do the same thing. It's going to annoy everyone. I think it, it separates. Mandalorian from everyone else when they do the programming like that because it makes it more like an event. And I get that. That's the whole purpose behind it. Mm -hmm. This is an event. This is the new episode. This is coming out, blah, blah, blah. So everyone kind of gathers around. But a lot of people like to to binge. And I I mean, some shows are like made to do that, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, Netflix basically made their, their bread and butter. From that whole, no, from that, from that whole right. concept. Yeah. Um, and if I really wanted to, I can just wait on Mandalorian and just watch all eight straight through, and just wait for them to come out. True. And, but but yeah, I I don't know. I I can see the upside of it being an event, like you know, oh, I just can't wait for the next episode, like which is what HBO's doing. They have their own s- premiere channel, but also subscription. You can get separate from cable service, and you yeah. can get that. 
Um, but they do the same thing. They do the exact same thing. Yeah, and that's what um, wanted to share, I wanted to share with you is DC Universe, like that Harley Quinn cartoon that I've fallen in love with. It's doing the same thing. Like, I oh, thought it's episode, it's episode, like you know, yeah, we have to wait a week and, and, and okay. so so. I'll be honest with you, I got a little taste of the of the backlash of that because when I signed up for it, there was already five episodes out. Mm. So I kind of went bing, 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 and then I was like, and then it ha- so happened that when I lo- watched the last episode mm-hmm. of what was already out, it was a Friday night, so the new one came out, and so I was satisfied. And then Tuesday comes around, I'm like. Hmm. I'm just gonna watch the the next episode of Harley Quinn. It says not out for 72 hours. I'm like, what? See what? See you see. We live in. I mean, obviously, instant gratification, right? Right. That's what we're accustomed to. We need it. We need it now. When do we want it now? You know. It's so. Um, I mean, I, I can I can see it both ways. Uh, and you're right. That's a that's a unique circumstance. Where we're like, why well, started binging it? Why can't I finish binging it? Right. So, I mean, yeah. and, that, and that's a good point. If they were to limit that, if they said you can only watch this, but you you have to wait a week, no matter when you start. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you know. Oh, no matter when no, you no start. Matter, no matter when you start, you have to wait. On, oh, that, on, that's on three, a dick three, move. It is. <laughs> it's a total it's, dick so, move. So, is this Jerry's profile? Yes. Um, you're gonna have to wait a week after this, <laughs> this, this episode. Sir. But Nick's over here saying, "Hey, have you finished it yet?" Like, you, yeah, episode eight was ta- crazy, man. It's so many people died. Uh, Nick, I gotta wait eight weeks. <laughs> I, I just signed See, up last week. There'll be so many different like account sharing. I'm like, dude, just just take my account right. and just run with it. Well, the other thing is, is uh, Apple TV is running the same way too. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're doing. Are they? Yeah, yeah. They, when they, they were waiting. Yeah, yeah, I've looked up uh, uh, what shows that they have available. Weird, because I, cause I, I mean, you're right, I, but I didn't put it together because they had the dates, and I was like, oh, I was just watching this straight through, and that was the, the, the morning show. Yeah. Very good show. Great show. I was surprised how good that was. Yeah. Well, I was very surprised at Jennifer Aniston. She's 50. Yeah. She looks great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> just, she's just better looking, looking than most 20-year-olds. Right. Um, but no, I mean... Did I, did I mention this beer is really good? Yeah. Sorry, this beer, the pseudo Sue, is fantastic. <laughs> I'm just don't mean to interrupt your your story, um, but yeah, like like we're, like Jerry was saying, it seems like that's more what they're kind of going for. Am yeah, I right? It I mean, seems I, like I, think, it. I think they're kind of there's a, there's a trend. It's kind of like counter to the the binge. I don't think um, Netflix will ever will ever change. No, I don't think they will either because I think they do... Because they started it. I th- well, right. But I think here's where the catch is at is that when Netflix has a lot of original shows and a lot of those original shows go by the wayside. Honestly, there's been a lot of shows that have only gotten like one or two seasons. Netflix is done with it. They move on to, oh, yeah. to another thing. Where I think that the beauty of what you get with like the releasing it once a week episode is I, I and I'm only saying it from my experiences is that the shows that I have watched that and there's three of them that have been released weekly like Mandalorian, The Morning Show, well, actually four, sorry, uh, Mandalorian, The Morning Show, Harley Quinn on DC Universe, and C. Those are four, honestly, and I'll stand by it and I'll Captain America, the shield, the shit out of it. Those are four quality shows that have made me 
invested in making sure that like either Friday night or Saturday morning I catch that's, those. That's their whole yeah. And and in mm-hmm. every episode of and it's a huge dynamic of differences. So like I'll, I'll go through it real quick. Harley Quinn is an animated cartoon, raunchy as shit, funny. It's a half hour comedy. Laugh your ass off. Then you go into C. It's a little bit more of a more of a of an action drama, grotesque killing. You know, it's very Game of Thrones feeling. You know, with that. And then you go into the morning show. Very grounded, very real. This stuff that they're talking about happened just a couple of years ago with Matt Lauer. And then you go Mandalorian, mm-hmm. Star Wars, childhood. Mm-hmm. So you're getting like, I feel like all those shows and all the different services, you're, I'm, I'm getting every aspect of what makes me as a person like entertained a little bit, you know? Yeah. And so those, that's where I get the. I can't wait to see a little bit of this, and I can't wait to see a little bit of that. But And I have a hard time because so many people come up to me and say, hey, have you watched this? I'm already on season four. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll start it. Case in point, Shit's Creek. I've had There's a couple of people at work that have been watching it. Mm-hmm. They're already on season five. And I tried to talk to them about stuff that happens in season two, and they're just like, I'm on season five. I don't even remember well, what here, happens. He, that, see, now, now you're about to hit on something. I think... I agree with everything you said, but I think you're hitting on something that makes sense. Now, if you binge something, like I think House of Cards basically started that thing through Netflix. Yeah. You don't, you seem to not retain the information as well because you have a week, in your case, uh, Mandalorian, C, that morning show, that sort of thing. You'd wait a week. And then you, you you think about it. You kind of, I mean, like not a yeah, lot, but you're, but you're kind of stewing on the last. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll stew a little bit. You'll digest the, the the story, and then you'll you'll come to terms with it, and then you're ready for the next episode. When it when you're binging, you're like, okay, I get it, get it, get it. Let's get to the next thing. And there is that disadvantage, I guess you can say, or it, it's not instant gratification, but it it may live with you, may may stay with you a lot longer. Um, with the show that you actually do have to wait for and then digest, you know, you're not going to watch Star Wars one and two back to back. If you haven't seen either of them, you're going to wait. <laughs> There's a lot to take in and then go to the next one. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a unique, it's a unique, uh, way of doing things. And I, maybe, I mean, Watchmen, same thing. I mean, uh, actually all of HBO shows are weekly and if you have yeah. the service you know yeah and that's a great show and I, i'm not gonna get too much into it but i'll say it's probably one of my favorites of the year and if you have you read Watchmen yet jerry yeah yeah it's it's way more interesting than the comic book somehow because <laughs> it's 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 done in a particular way where it's relevant to now oh okay um and it's a lot of cool it's a lot of really really neat characters and what happens it's it's, it's a nice extension of what you came to terms with what the movie, especially what the movie was. And um, they changed one thing with the movie, obviously being that giant squid thing from the comic book wasn't in the movie or whatever. Okay. That's the only thing that they, they took from the comic books as opposed to the movie. Anyway, I will say that's probably one of my must watch TV series. You would love it. I guarantee, yeah. I guarantee you if you like, it's like an anti superhero TV show. Well, I'm holding out for that service that you're talking about the HBO max. Yeah, now HBO Max, um, what I like about that, if you wanted to get into it just really quick, they're basically, thanks to Apple, um, excuse me, thanks to Disney, 
because they basically forced their hand. They're saying, okay, well, we had this Disney Plus service with all of our stuff on it. We're going to have, you know, it's like, well, what are you going to do? It's like, okay, well, fine. We're going to have our entire library, which is probably 10 times as big as yours. Because they, they probably made like 10 big movies a year, whereas Disney would make one or two for a long mm-hmm. period of time. So the movie libraries would be like already ridiculous. And you're already going to have your DC universe. You're going to have all your CW shows and that whole works. Um, so I, that'll, be, that'll be like maybe April or May of 2020 when that comes out. So, and they're, they're having their own separate shows, including um, Green Lantern, which, right. which to me like – Whoa! <laughs> do we do we want to go through that again? <laughs> um, it's, it's some you you got to you you can't just leave what the last thing we got as no that's it. I, I, you know, me and you Somebody, both somebody's got to have the courage. Well, me and you both read the Jeff Johns Green Lantern, and we mm-hmm. know what how great it can be um, if captured correctly on film, especially in an episodic format, like, you know, on a week-to-week basis, that, yeah. could, be, that could be a really, really good show. And they're, they're doing a lot of their own special HBO Max series, just like Disney Plus is doing their own yeah. Disney Plus series that they have coming out, which would include, what, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then there's another one I think I'm forgetting. Yeah, I can't remember. I remember seeing that. Was it Moon, Moon Knight? Yeah. Moon Knight's going to be one, too. Moon Knight might be a really did good you, one. Did you that... hear the rumors on that? That Dana Radcliffe, of all people is going to play Moon Knight. Seriously? I, I am not kidding. Wow. I think that that will be interesting. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know. I guess I could probably see it. I, I can see it, but I'm not completely sold, which will probably mean that he'll do really well. It'll just it'll just be interesting how they go through the schizophrenia stuff, mm. you know? Well. Because, I mean, that's, that's a big, big, big portion of his character. Well, that was one story arc. I think in the other iterations of Moon Knight, I don't think he was schizophrenic. No, but I, I think that's a good one to get. Oh, I totally agree. I think that people that, into it. I totally agree. That was yeah. that to me was like one of the greatest, one of my favorite story arcs. Um, yeah. When we get when me and you both got into like comic books, like right was that 2010, 2011? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely were reading a lot of Moon Knight. It was just, it was just so interesting. Just kind of like you never knew when you turned the page of. Are we still schizophrenic, or are we? Yeah, they played. Are that. we still in our prison cell? <laughs> you know, I'm not. I can't remember who wrote that for oh. some reason. But if you if it comes to you, just go ahead and spout it out. Do I want? To, you don't think it was Lemire, was it? Was it Jeff Lemire? It was somebody. It was, I think it was Jeff Lemire. I remember the artist was Greg Smallwood. We met him. He's a super yeah. nice guy. He looks a lot like that guy from uh, uh, Catfish. <laughs> The main guy. Yeah. He looks a lot like that guy. Yeah. Anyway. I, was, I think we're right. It was a Jeff Lemire. I think it was. Yeah. Who is one of the best writers out yeah. there? Anyway, I wanted to get to uh, Don't F with Cats. <laughs> and I, I didn't really have a segue for that. Now, there, I was, there is no segue I was, I was try, for it. No, I was really trying. I'm like, okay, well, what are we we're talking about? Disney Plus. Speaking of Netflix. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Net, so if you're not aware... There is a documentary series. It's three parts. Three it, hours in total. Yeah, about a guy that broadcasted on YouTube him killing cats. And it starts a global hunt via the internet people to track this guy down. And he's yeah. kind of like all over the place. And 
eventually he gets crazy enough to murder someone and then post it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's nuts. I mean, I think the first episode, I wasn't that sold by it. I thought it was just kind of like these people were kind of sad just on, on the internet. Just Well, I was, I was just annoyed by the gal that they had oh my gosh oh she was she's something she was something and and that's a euphemism um (laughs) so yeah she was something and i i will say uh but everyone else like i was just kind of like it wasn't really sold and then once started things started to escalate i'm like whoa 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 whoa. this is it made it seem like okay like these internet people like they're kind of like they kind of helped out they they were they were a joke i i think what what sold you was was a game that this kid was playing. Like he just left. Like okay, so for, like like the first thing was just like, so the get the gal and her friend or whoever she trusted was just like we need to find out more about this guy. And then the guy was like, well, I went on his profile and I found out that he liked one movie clip, one movie clip. Catch me if you can. I was like, oh my god, this guy is playing you fools. Yes, yes. So so if and I mean I shouldn't say too much, but. The person that's broadcasting this stuff, this guy, he would purposely leave nuggets of information so that people could hinge upon them and try to go find out where he is mm-hmm. or what have you. And he's and everyone's just like, he's he's in South Africa. We're sure of it. Yeah. Like, no, no, he's he's, he's in Russia. He's in Russia. <laughs> no, not nope. Canada. No. Nope. Oh, ca- Canada. Like you know, like so it was just a little ridiculous. Like there were just speculating for like an hour on the first episode and then like the second episode like things got real um and i i think that he thought he couldn't get caught but at towards the end there you're all like are you kidding me all because of x i'm not gonna say it right because you need to watch it if you haven't seen it i don't know if you have a bicycle at home or if you have a treadmill just just watch it just watch do you it. wonder like we're not gonna spoil it but just the way it ended do you think in his mind he was like Son of a bitch, this is how I'm going out. Well, that's this is this is it. Dude, that 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 him crossing his legs the way that he did, like he had it all pre-planned. Yeah, but he knew, like he's still in. I, I no no more spoilers. Right. I, I I but no no I'm, I'm actually wanna... I'm actually talking about when he actually got handcuffed. Oh, in Germany. Yes, and that's all I'm gonna say. Uh. I mean, you've seen it. I've seen it. We're not telling people. It's like, it's like, you're like really, oh, man, you're you, so clever. You're so clever. You're so clever. What? And then, you, and then you're thinking in his head, he's played He's played so many people for so many years. But do you think that's part of his plan was to get captured all along? That's what I was wondering. That's, I think, that's what I, I was wondering. Well, like, I, I think, I think. Do the, you think he just ran out? You, can't, like, you can't be that clever and then do something that, like, that's stupid. Like, there's, yeah. there's just, there's just no way. Like, you've played this so well and mm-hmm. then. That's it. Yeah, try again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you haven't seen that, I I would definitely, definitely. That's probably one of the one of the better little mini series documentaries, and I don't like I like those. I like those just short little. They're more like we'll oh get you God. in and get you oh out. My God. Yeah. Ah. And I, I know we're talking about movies a lot. I just want to say it really quick. And one of my favorite movies of the year is the two popes the, the two popes the two popes on on Netflix it's about basically well basically the last two popes uh, pope francis and pope benedict mm-hmm. and how they became like at odds with each other but also became best friends oh and how that they transferred power between one and the other and francis was the, what the world actually needed and he recognized that 
really well written. And it's, I, I think they'll probably get an Oscar nomination at least, but definitely check that out. It's really, really good. I'm not a religious person, but just the story itself was, is money. It's really, really good. Money. Let's talk about a movie we both know on Netflix called Six, Six Underground. Underground. Yeah. Okay. So, did I tell you how I felt about this movie yet? Like no, in passing. Is, so, cause, so we're going to this fresh. We're going into this okay, very so, virgin. Okay. Now, so very first off the bat. Now we're gonna do letter grade. You know, A like school grade. What would you give the A movie? to F? Uh, I give it a very solid B plus. I would give it a very solid C minus. C minus. Okay. Now, let's go. What did you like about the movie? Let's go about that. Because like, we probably totally agree there. Man, that car race was the very nuts. beginning of the movie. Yeah, very beginning of it. I couldn't believe how good. That, I tell you, I, he's so good at action. He's the best. Michael Bay can do no wrong when it comes I, to action scenes. I, I will poo poo on Michael Bay poo-poo? on on explosions. I can clearly tell where you have a Roman candle set up at. Because the big explosion, and then there's always these little sparks. These little spark trails that come out. I'm just like, that that, that wouldn't blow up like that. It should just be like, boom. But he always has... Oh, you should write a letter to Michael Bay and say, uh, um, that I explosion will, uh, at minute um, one, a minute 56, specifically mm-hmm. on that... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On, stra- on frame 16. I will tell him in a strongly lettered word how I feel. <laughs> I, and honestly, <laughs> what I loved about the movie, I hated the premise. The acting was okay. I loved the action. Like, Well, it, that's that's all I took it for. Well, no, no. And I the action set pieces, and they were playful, and they're, and they're fun, and they're dynamic. And I just, I think like, but the thing is, though, Michael Bay doesn't turn off. He doesn't turn off. So he does a huge action set piece in the last 15 minutes. And then he's just like, here's a conversation between two people. And there's 300 cuts of like, an, like just a dialogue. I'm like, I'm like why, can't the, why can't it just be one cut, a, you know, just a medium shot, them having a conversation? Like, no, 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 no. Cut. And I actually, I actually caught, excuse me, caught, counted. And I caught myself at three to four seconds per cut which to me is unreal so not we just talked about Martin Scorsese earlier right longest cut maybe three four minutes that he's basically he has the camera on the actress he's not turning it off and moving it right so essentially one cut in six underground it's like he's still shooting a music video (laughs) so it's like it's like okay you have this action set piece okay no wait let's keep going (laughs) <laughs> with this crazy kinetic energy we had to, to keep going things are lively you know it's like it's okay to have a perceived lull if you're going to build characters and let audiences know what they're all about yeah i just I, the storyline's like oh yeah we're all uh we're all billionaires and we just want to do the, the right thing yeah let's let's bring it back a bit here <laughs> if you're all billionaires you know what? Well, I thought only you know what? You know, let's let's all let's all fake our deaths yeah. and become vigilantes. No, I'm pretty good owning my own island and staying out of everything. <laughs> and also, why can't you just use the money to influence political agendas, like America does, like lobbyists, like right. anything else? It's like the whole thing about the Batman problem. It's like, well, Batman's a billionaire. Why can't he just buy the city? Why can't he enforce the blah blah blah? I mean, it's like, why can't he just do this and all this other stuff? It's like, well, yes. So it kind of makes the whole movie because null and void. Because he likes punching stuff. See, now, now you be on to something. 
<laughs> now you might be onto something. But I mean, to me, it's like, was it a was it a fun movie? Yes. If I didn't have to think it at all, <laughs> you make me think. I'm not gonna like it. Well, that I, I guess when when the, when the first big action scene started, I which was or, fantastic. By the I way, I already got the feel of like. I don't have to think about this. <laughs> like, it was just like within within two. As soon as he as soon as he turned the corner once, I was like, okay, I know where this. The is. The magnet scene. Yeah. That scene when in the boat, I was like, whoa, that is so cool. Like he had to fix his phone just in order to like. Right, and that was cool. There was a, there was a little now the character that I'll actually kind of like crap on was was the person that they replaced their. Their person, their former person. Oh yes, O'Shea Jackson, who played Doctor Dr. Dre and Straight Outta Compton. Thank you. I did not. To be honest with you, I don't re- lie to me. I really would have liked to seen six, then seven. Like he was cool. Who was somebody? Now, now somebody told me that six was uh, Dave Franco. Yeah, James Franco's brother. Okay, little, that's little who bro. It was. Yeah, Literally, little brother. Yeah, I were the. It sucked the way his okay spoiler his character tragically ends, but what? <laughs> it would have been now they're not going to watch the movie. <laughs> well, you don't know when that happens, but I I don't know between the two characters like I just didn't feel like seven really brought much to it. This is your review. Seven. No. Yeah. The rest of the characters, you're fine, but seven, that's son of a bitch. <laughs> well no, it, it's just it's just I, I don't know. I guess I kinda got I kinda felt like I was watching another version of the expendables. We don't have to think about it. We need explosions, we just need great kill shots, we're just having fun. I can, this, I can it's understand just a total it. fun film. And so when they kinda got a little bit heavy and just I lost my brothers, I had the shot, I'm like um, why you just shoot, why can you just shoot me now because you're getting too heavy like okay so go drive a boat into another boat or something I don't know like so the, the other problem I had with Six Underground and he just made me remember Ryan Reynolds' character he's like how Six died like he kind of made nothing of it he's like man he was a good guy blah 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 and then he was okay leaving his teammates behind and it took number seven. I don't keep I'm saying this. It took his other team member to be like, "Hey, dude, that's wrong." It's like, dude, you're gonna go on a vigilante mission to like take down like government leaders, and you need someone to tell you like, "Hey, man, you should probably not be a jerk. Like, you should probably <laughs> save your friends before they get killed by a madman." Oh, that's wrong. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Like, seriously, <laughs> I'm like, I just like I I was like I, I was I was a little bothered by that, but like you know, at that point. You know, I was checked out. And would I was you like, would you agree that it was almost like a perfect mix of Bad Boys meets Expendables? That because is actually Bad pretty, Boys pretty always fair. have those little heavy moments. Like, man, you can't be doing that to my to my sister, you know, because you'd be dating her and everything. <laughs> it's like we, Martin Lawrence. We, we gotta bring it down a little. It's like, come on, just keep rolling with the action. I, I well, that's where I was. I I. I I guess I, I gave it the grade that I did just based upon just zombie brainless action film. You know, I mean, it, Ryan Reynolds honestly was Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, he's it, very it, he's very Ryan Reynolds. He's he's not he wasn't anything dynamic. He wasn't anything different. It was just Ryan Reynolds, like I've seen in you know, 
any of his other movies, like Waiting. You know, it was it was just him. But they they kind of had some kind of cool, different like things I hadn't seen before, like the whole entire surgery in the car and everything, and then hmm. uh, just some kind of like some of the action, like uh, the the gal. The blonde gal, I can't remember her name. Was she was three or she was Melanie Laurent? But she was cool. Yeah. I, I I dug her and everything. But I, I I wasn't I wasn't trying to walk away from like wow. I really feel like uh, this movie has moved me. I'm going to go start a campaign. I'm going to start volunteering. And you know, more. And you, you, <laughs> <laughs> I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You're, you're saying that I put too much stock and too much interest in the movie where I should. No, just, no, 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 no. You're you're probably right. But if, if I'm going to be hypercritical, and that's just in my nature, not yours, uh, to me, it's, 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 it passes the time pretty well. It's a bunch of horse shit. It passes the time pretty well. That's how I think about that film. <laughs> <laughs> One second here. So you said you did not see Dracula. No, I, I didn't get to it. Now, let me get into my short review. So Dracula is by the creators who did Sherlock in 2010, the very, very popular... A series out of the BBC um, and Netflix has you know joint rights to put on their streaming service. Anyway, Dracula comes out all three episodes just this last weekend. Same format, hour and a half, three episodes of that. First episode was great, very very original. I mean, they they twist the mythology of Dracula and they they do some really cool things with Dracula where okay, um, you're and and his nemesis is essentially a nun. <laughs> and it's and it's and it's done pretty well and I, and I and the pacing was 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 fine and and everything was like this is a really fun movie because it was an hour and a half and then the second episode they they do the whole uh Demeter like you know the uh the voyage um from Transylvania to uh England um where he's with passengers and then they get knocked off one by one that was a lot of fun the last episode was straight up bonkers one of the worst things i've ever seen in my entire life and I, I've never, I don't remember any show taking such a nosedive. Oh, really? Before in my life, because I, because it, it was on such a high, high plane, you, you, and I just you didn't watch the last season of uh, Game of Thrones. I mean, you want to talk about bonkers and nosedives? Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was. Uh, no, that, sorry. Well, no, but that that was the whole episode. But and I just, it was is significant. It's almost like they had a different co-creator or a different showrunner. Like in this, this last episode. It was, oh, really? It, it, that I, bad? Well, here, I'm not going to spoil it per se. I, I'm just going to you need to watch it. It's fun, but put your expectations in check yeah. on, on the third episode. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Because, I, I mean, so switching gears a little bit, have you read any of the comic books lately that you wanted to speak about? Boy, I, um, I know, uh, and I would say just from the last time they heard us, podcasting together like we were big in our comic books i i have fallen i have fallen from the grace of comic books for now for now for now i will say one thing um i'm reading a comic book called undiscovered country by scott snyder okay um it's basically set in the future where america is closed off from the world and there's two um like i guess unions there's like a an Asian union and there's a Europe union and they're all, they get a, a message from America that they have a cure to a virus that's spreading throughout the entire world. And it's all about a group of people that go and venture into America that hasn't been explored for, 
50 some years at that particular point. Um, and there's a lot of crazy Mad Max stuff going on, uh, as they, they enter, um, America and pretty wicked, pretty wild. Uh, yeah. I liked, I like it a lot so far. I think there's two uh, issues out. It might be an image comic, but if you're at your local comic book store, I would definitely give that a run. I know that they actually optioned that comic book for, um, film or TV rights already. Wow. So, um, just, just a heads up there. Scott Snyder's the man. He, he is the man. And I, since I told you to go, to go get it, that Batman White Knight series by Sean Murphy. Yeah. Who has a sequel series called Curse of the White Knight. I would definitely recommend that. It's basically about how, well, at least the first one was about how Joker turned into a basically good guy. And he's challenging Batman on an intellectual level and what he's doing in Gotham. Uh, very, very good. And the art is fantastic. So I recommend that one too. <laughs> so I wrote down, I wrote down this hypothetical, um, cause I think you might wanted to chime in on it. <laughs> so, so, okay. So I've, I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Just got done watching the rocket man, which was <laughs> by the way, really, really good. Um, it was almost, oh, did you, did you really like it? I liked it. I liked it. I, I thought it, I mean, I don't think it was as good as Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I think it was up there for sure. Um, but it got me thinking if I had to dream cast, um, my own favorite musician biography movie, yeah, who would it be? Oh man. So if you had to see it in like the vein of like, let's just say Bohemian Rhapsody, how they kind of shot that kind of how Freddie Mercury started, what he was all about and then how he became really, really big. And then, you know, that's, Honestly, you know, just I, so I, bio- I think ahead. right now, uh, Try to think of somebody who was very impactful across a lot of genres and a lot of ears. I I think probably I'll give it in the next three or four years. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Prince movie. I can get behind that. I think a Prince Prince. movie would make a lot more sense than a Jackson movie, which which is what they are making. Which, by the way, this is after the fact of... uh, Leaving Neverland, that crazy, creepy mm. documentary movie that HBO released uh, a couple of years or a year ago. Anyway. There are so many blind, blinder people that Michael Jackson was their be all and all. You know. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, you can look at it from two different sides. But if you look at it only from one, I think that you're 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 silly to not think that there's a possibility that he was doing X Y Z with those. I kids. just I just don't. I don't know. It, that's really hard. It'd be just because the, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it, it would have to Michael really, Jackson. for me to be to be honest with you, for me to really buy into the whole entire J- Michael Jackson movie, it would really have to delve into when he was the Jackson Five and and when he finally becomes the pop star, Michael Jackson, I think you would ha- really had to focus on how hard their dad rode. So those they, they, they could do like a Godfather situation and make it like the first one. And then the second one would be about his fall. And like, uh, well, let's, and then the third not, one, the third one all about kids. Well, Nick, let's not, let's not talk about sequels or trilogies here. Let's, it's just a one and done. It's just right. a one and done. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want your one, and, if you want your trilogy, by all means, I'm not going to hold you back. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I, I just remember like my parents talking about like uh, the Jackson Five and like their dad was 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 kind of like 
hard on him and everything. So I think that I think that's where the story is at. I don't think people want to see the rise of the pop star and then all these allegations. I think they I think rise. they want I think they probably will want more of an emotional attachment of how rough it was for you know the Jackson Five. Oh, to, I totally agree. To, to rise up to fame, and then Michael Jackson separates off, and then you have the fallout of the of all the brothers being, you know, jealous of him, and then then you have Janet that comes up, and I think that's, I think that's where it would end. If I was to if I was making the movie, that's what I would do. Okay, would, so, but your pick though is Prince, which I completely back. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I I would go more Prince. Now, I'm gonna see what mine is. Trent Reznor. Boom. Boom. Industrial rock, innovator, late 80s, then early 90s, and then like his transformation. I think he'd be, he'd be awesome. And I, maybe you couldn't do it because he's still killing it. Because like he's still, he's still making his transition into movie scores. Yeah. I think it's really, really cool. Maybe you would, maybe you just need a way for him to die. <laughs> no. I, here, here. And I, 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 w- I would gladly watch that movie, honestly. Okay. I, I like Nine Inch Nails. My problem with that is that with some of these, with these movies that are coming out about, you know, music legends or whatever, Trent Reznor, by no means am I crapping on, but he's, he's selective. You compare him to a Freddie Mercury. Everybody loved Freddie Mercury. Fre- Queen was huge worldwide mm-hmm. you had all age groups and um, and and that i think that's the thing with the musician type of music you take an elton john with with rocket man it, it it's spread across all age groups i mean even me being what being a metalhead guy you know i love benny and the jets and i love a lot of other elton john songs i just Trent Reznor would be really, really tricky. That's why I, like I think it. It, I think that, it would be good. I think, but I think I, I can see it because um, it's tricky, though. I can definitely see it because because you gotta think somebody take your take your mom to that movie. Is, is she'd she, like it? Yeah. See, the thing is though, I, I don't think this is necessarily to do with like, oh, I know that artist. It's like, what makes this character interesting what makes this person interesting yeah not necessarily do i like the music same thing goes for uh straight out of compton good example do i like the music no do i think it's socially relevant yes yeah is it a great movie yes um i think that that same type of formula there's definitely gotta be a story there's gotta be something it's gotta be a meaty story within trent reznor that we want to expose and and sell to the people I think that's and that's the thing. It's just like, like when you first posed that in our outline, I was like, "Oh, well, I I just do a dime by Daryl." I was like, "Nobody's gonna watch that shit." Like, who's who's gonna care? This is a young kid who wanted to be like Eddie Van Halen and just drink Coors Light and smoked weed and learn how to play the guitar really good. Like, who's gonna care about well, that? See, think about it. I mean, you can kind of curate a, a particular compelling story in any. I mean, if it's if it's done a particular way, I think it could be a good good movie, which would bring you more interest into the artist itself. What, but, wait, but but when you're mass producing something for just for the whole United States to watch, that movie's going to tank. 
You mean the Nine Inch Nails one? Or the no, two? I'm talking about like the Dying well, Van Der well, or whatever. Maybe. maybe, maybe. It, but, it, but, but, the thing, but the thing is, though, I'm saying like you're going to have like – I'm trying to think of a – no shit. There was there was the Eminem movie Eight Mile. I mean that basically was kind of his yeah. upbringing. Now a little bit. you know, look, I don't think that that was a particularly good movie. I think it was an okay movie, but the fact that Eminem was really really popular at the time of that movie's release, that's a little bit different. Yeah, but I think with with anything, even with your artist that you just said right there, what was the name again? Diamond Duro. Diamond Man? Dime Bag. Dime Bag? Dime Bag, Daryl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think if you make a compelling story, you can do anything. Yeah. But it, it, yes, it'd be harder to sell, for sure. But if you say, oh, no one knows them, like, no, one, everyone knows Rocket Man. Like, well, yeah, that's playing into the whole thing. I, I, yeah, I guess I kind of went with that. We're kind of with, like, the, I was kind of more in the mindset of, like, what would big Hollywood, how could right, they, you're right. how and could they you're get right. cash grab fast you're 100 percent correct that's I, why i went with prince i was like well shit they can do a prince movie oh, anytime yeah. and they'll they'll kill it they'll kill it yeah i i know that's just dollar signs all over the place but i don't know i think if I'm, like, you can you can do both like if you if you do a good story like people will be interested in the artists yeah. after the fact like it's it's definitely possible i think you gotta have somebody that's really a fan of that person to get it accurate you know or or at least transpose it to where it's meaty for people to grasp onto. Yeah, exactly. So, we talked about a lot. I think we need to talk about our recommendations before we sign off. Yeah. So, yeah. did you did you have any that you wanted to talk about really quick? Um, we didn't get into the episode, and that's absolutely fine, because I'm actually not done with season two but i will recommend to people uh especially people think about getting into relationships um <laughs> watch netflix you it y-o-u yes y-o-u it is a psychological interpretation of what almost men and well mostly men because the lead character is male think what women are thinking but there's also a female voice that presents itself later in the season especially in season one of what she thinks about him the good part about it is that it doesn't it isn't all about just like you know what men and women think and love and relationship and everything it gets a little twisted there's a little bit of a serial killer or serial killer vibe to it mm-hmm uh, a little bit of stalker vibe, and there's a lot of shit that goes sour. So, like, it's just not, I just don't want to sell it to people like it's a uh, rom-com or anything <laughs> like that, or if it's just... No, when you, when, you, when you talk about it, you immediately remind me of the movie Fatal Attraction, which to me oh, is yeah, the, most, the most scary movie of all time because it's the most likely to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, I... I, I should probably watch it. I, I guess when I first saw the initial marketing for it um, on Netflix, I thought it was more of a geared towards teenagers. So yeah. I, I had a, a preconceived notion that I'm like, well, maybe I wouldn't like it as much. And so I guess I was oversaturated with other TV shows I could possibly watch. No, it's totally understandable. Um, but I, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe that's, I'll give, that's I'll give it a shot. That's the only one I, uh, I will say as a recommendation. It's, it's nuts. 
Okay, I will give that a shot. Um, speaking of shots, um, <laughs> um, the movie Long Shot. This one took me off guard. It's starring uh, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. It's on HBO right now, and uh, I had no idea it would be good. Like it looked like kind of run of the mill comedy. Yeah, and it was original, funny, like relatable, and it was like almost like a date movie. It was it was weird. Uh, like it, I can't really explain. It. Basically, it's about a journalist who kind of falls for the Secretary of State as he gets hired on to become a speechwriter, basically for her, and gets to know more about her. And they were like childhood friends. And I, I can't. It's really hard for me to explain, but it's hilarious. And also has the guy from um, Straight Outta Compton, Ice Cube's son. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, O'Shea Jackson, I think his name is. Anyway, I don't know. He's he's also really funny in it, but uh, yeah, I I really kind of floored me because I had like zero expectations, and I watched that and I laughed my my butt off <laughs> a lot of the time, and I was like, why have I not like watched this movie? And I just took Rotten Tomatoes because I'm like, why did I not miss? And I was like, I think it was like around ninety percent, like it was like approval rating. I'm like, oh, I guess I just maybe just missed this movie. Maybe it was just wasn't appealing to me because it seemed like a rom com at the time, but it's actually yeah. it appeals to both men. And women specifically, so that's a high recommend for me. So, um, yes, you had, you had sent a, a, a slew of uh, trailers to watch. I will say, and I will say on the first episode, I have failed on most of these. Except for, <laughs> really, to watch a trailer? Uh, except for f- four, I will. Uh, okay, so I will say real quick: Black Widow, man, man, pro- no, no, Wonder Woman. Definitely looks intriguing. I think it might be a slight down from the first. I, okay, I have to be. I disagree with you always respectfully. I think that think I, I have a hu- I have a huge boner for that movie. <laughs> I'm just not going to be huge, honest. Huge, huge. Yeah, I love I love the '80s man. I like what they're doing. I love the trailer. I like the the music. I think it's. I know that Warner Brothers does the best movie trailers like in the world. Um, if you don't believe me, look at it. Just look, look at their trailers. Seriously. Are they only doing the 80s because of Stranger Things? Um, I think everyone's doing that. Think about it. It's like it's oh, it's sweeping everything. So mm-hmm. American Horror Story just did last season, all 80s. Seriously, yeah. If you look at what Stranger Things has inspired, and the thing is, is that like, I think about, I don't know, we used to do 70s, now we're in the 80s, and then eventually we'll do the 90s, will be really popular again. Yeah. You have to be like 20 years removed from it. Or thirty years removed True. from it. Yeah, that, that's kind of like oh, a weird, a weird thing. Okay. So, so in about ten years, be like, oh man, the nineties were so great, which doesn't even sound cool to me at all. Because how would they be? How would it be great? Right. So and, we're so we're Black Widow, meh. meh. Probably Wonder Woman. We'll probably both watch. Yes. Um, Top Gun two. What's going on there? Did you watch it? Yeah. What's going on there? He decided not to become like a colonel or a general or whatever. He's like. I'm going to keep flying. I'm going to okay. keep flying. And uh, I like the fact that he's actually flying all those. Like, those are actually him flying those planes. You don't get a lot of, like, the story per se. You do know, at least if you read a little I bit online. I think that's my problem with the trailer. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. And that's why I was asking, what's going on there? Um, if you read the synopsis of the movie, you know, Goose's son, because he has to have had a son, is, <laughs> is going to be in it. He's played by Miles Teller, and okay. his new love interest is Jen- Jennifer Connelly. Okay. Look, 
you don't go to go see Top Gun for like per se like social or political like movements well, or things. Well, that that's obviously true, but I mean like because it's cool, man. It's just, Top Gun is cool. It's just Russians and Iranians attacking us. Well, see, they, I think they may have changed that. <laughs> so maybe it's more like North Koreans now and like whoever the new villain of the day is, you know. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah, I wasn't saying it like that, Nick. No, no, no. I just, I, no, I know. But it's funny. I wasn't dismissing it. I just... I watch. I, I've gone to see a couple of films, and like every every movie, like they they've thrown Top Gun two at me. I'm just like, why why didn't he? Why hey, no, didn't no, he, why didn't he you're right. Promotion? You're like, right. I I'm not. I'm not. Why does he just not, want to be a Jeff? I'm not being a Debbie Downer about it. I'm saying it's like as a trailer. Does it give you anything? No. Does it give you the things that makes Top Gun Top Gun? Yes. Why, that's why I like it. Does it make you feel twelve again? You know, just younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you feel a little. That's how. That's how. That okay. So we can agree on that. That's where I got. But that's it. (laughs) That's it. I feel like I'm ten years old. That's it. Ten. No, Um, that's why I got from it. I I felt like that's when I, honestly, um, I'm not going to go too long. I when I started getting into drawing and everything, like watching Top Gun, like all I ever drew was like men's abs. What? Jet planes. Oh, close. Yeah. I, uh, said, I said men's abs. Why? Is that because they're always on the is, beach. Is that what a, you drew? Drew? No, I was just giving you a hard time. Because uh, uh, they're always playing volleyball on the sand. No. no they don't. No? Nothing? No. Anyway. Um, uh, moving on. No Time to Die. Did you watch that trailer for James Bond? No. Sorry. Dude. I'm not even going to say anything. We're going to wait. I'm going to skip that till next time we talk. All right. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife is what is that looks good. Yeah, that looks pretty solid. Again, influenced by Stranger Things. Well, obviously they have. Tenet. Did you watch the trailer for Tenet? The new Christmas. Yes. Now let's talk about that because I'm I'm interested to see what you think. I don't know what to think about it. It just seems so fucking weird. Like yeah, it's it'll just be like now it's you're saying gripe with Top Gun too. You're like so what is it? Well. Top Gun 2, at least I know I want to see missiles. I want to probably see, you know, can I buzz the tower again? Well, you, you know. see a car that flips over 18 times. <laughs> 18 times. Well, that seemed like 18 times because they use that time travel, the time thing. The time is a concept. They don't, they, Christopher Nolan films now, and I don't know if it's going to be an ongoing thing, but they're almost too mysterious. Yeah. To the point where, like, it's anti-marketing. Because I'm all like, okay, like, there's some guy that he has a gun and he goes into an area and he says something about it hasn't happened yet. You're like, okay, so it's about time. There's a car that flips over and then he's like in a training program or something and then that's it. Tenet. I'm all like, uh, did I miss something here? Like, what exactly? I mean, so it's almost the point of like. This is way too obscure. What's going on anymore? <laughs> but then, but when you see Christopher Nolan, you're like, oh, I'll definitely see it. But right. <laughs> what do you do? You think do you think he's just doing these movies? Just be like, hmm. I want to see how WB uh, markets this shit. <laughs> I'm only going to give him three things to work off. Of. <laughs> right. Here's two clips, and then three things. Go. Like I'm just like uh, I don't. I mean I don't know, man. I tenant is. I need, I need more. I'll need a lot you more. You think they're down there? Uh, Chris, we really have no idea what's going on here. Do it. I'm not coming back. That reminds me a lot 
a lot of Dark Knight Rises where he was insistent on the producer. He's like, keep Bane's voice. And they're like, seriously, no one can understand him. They're like, no. Everybody can understand him. That's after they edited it. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the first it, Do you remember the first iteration? Yeah. Where, it was, I'm talking it was about, bad. I mean, they, you couldn't understand him at all. And Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan's like, well, I, well, I can't. Like, yeah, you freaking wrote it, man. <laughs> you wrote it. Or had a say in, in the, to the writer <laughs> to tell him what to write. Or, you mean, or, you, or you're familiar with the script. doesn't matter. All I'm saying is like, Dude, like he's not perfect. Like, and I and I think that I don't know. It's too obscure. That's all I'm saying. It's too obscure. Too obscure. Um, can I say one more thing about trailers? Dude, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you're the trailer guru. Try, um, Quiet Place Two. Are you? Have you seen the first film? Oh, uh, that was the. Uh, that was the Big Tuna's movie. Uh, yeah, Jim, Big Tuna. Big Tuna, right? Yeah, from The Office. Yeah, Big Tuna. Where everybody had to be quiet because there was creatures outside. Yes. No, I did not, um, did not get to that I think one. that you would... I mean, I liked it. I didn't love it. But it's interesting enough that... And original enough that I think that you should definitely check out. Um, as a movie, mm. the first one. But the, the second one is, is, a, is a prequel. It's a prequel. Um, as to how that happened on Earth, like who these creatures kind of are, what kind of happened, and what they're all about, because there's a finality to the first film. Okay. Right. So in any case, I wanted to top it off by talking about, really quick, because we've been saying that a lot, um, our NFL picks for the playoffs this weekend. And so you know, Saturday, tomorrow, we got the Vikings versus the Niners. Let's just go with that one. Who's your pick? I'm actually probably going to go with the 49ers. I think the defense is a little bit more stout on that. I Watching the first round on how the Vikings won, um, they, they struggled against a good defense. It wasn't a huge blowout against the Saints. Right now, they're they're favored by seven. The Niners seven, and, I, and I'll agree with you. I think I'm with the Niners there too. What about the Titans and the Ravens? Boy, dude, I, to be honest with you, there's there's a Cinderella story with me and the Titans. There's just some there's a magic that you can't figure out. How does how does Derrick Henry have these stats when they're they're like what an eight and like seven team? Like Derrick Henry is. A beast. Six foot five, like 270 pounds. Something, something. But then you have to think, like, the Ravens are so well-rounded. I mean, there's... I mean, I can't even, I can't even say that... Like, maybe there's question on the punter or something. I don't know. But, like, like their, their field goal kicker, Tucker, that guy nails everything. So, like, no, look, look. You got Lamar Jackson. I, I think Lamar's if Lamar's in the game, as long as he's in the game, he's not injured. W. Yeah. It's yeah. a W. It's hard. Okay, the last four well, last four teams, last two games. Um Texans and Chiefs playing in Arrowhead. Mm. Kansas City. Chiefs. My pick. That's that's a toss-up. I, I think the Chiefs defensively are playing a lot better than they were to start the season, and I think they're going to dominate. I don't know. And they're favored by nine and a half. 
Yeah. It's I, quite a bit. Well, I can see why, but I could almost go underdog. Texans have come from behind a lot. She said. Look, um, <laughs> Seahawks and Green Bay Packers. It's Packers, dude. No, no, no. We talked about this earlier, but just on the record, me and Jerry made a side bet. I put the Seahawks. He put the yeah. Packers. Straight up win. Um, it says here, this is not on the. It's not official. It says that the Packers are favored by four points. Four points. Well, the Packers have been playing like shit the last couple of games. Uh, I'll give them that. They'll, re- they'll remember it. But they'll remember to play like that on Sunday. <laughs> they will. I I forgot we need to play like this. I forgot that uh, when I see a receiver that's got a uh, oh. Man Wrong color. Oops. Five, five yards. <laughs> I'll just throw it the opposite way. I'll do one of those Mahomes no look pass. Reverse Mahomes. Yeah. Wait. Right. To the other, to the opposing team. The opposing <laughs> team. I don't know. There's, uh, I don't know. There's something about it with, uh, and, and I'm not trying to be a superstition guy, but there's something about it being the NFL 100. And you have. Jerry's referring to the fact that it's been 100 years yes. of the NFL. And one of the oldest teams being the Packers. Who've won the most championships. Yeah. Technically. Like, Not Super Bowls, but championships, yes. Right. I it it almost seems like it should go for the Packers in a weird way. But at the same time at the same time, I do like the changing of the guard. Now I don't it, want it to be the Ravens. That's all I care about. I just don't want it I don't to like be the, the I don't like the Ravens. Like, as a team. I like Lamar, but I'll here, let me put look. DK Metcalf will go for over a hundred yards receiving, and oh. and a touchdown on Sunday night. Is, is this also another side bet? We should probably talk about this off air. Off air. <laughs> yes, but did you do you want to say anything else before we sign off? Well, so so the last game is Sunday. Packers and Seahawks. That's the last game of this weekend. That is okay. Mm-hmm. So we have the bet on that one. All right. Mm-hmm. Pink slips to the car. Yeah. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers. Cheese head. Well, best of luck to you. And I, when I say that, I, I don't mean it at all. So, um, well, well. <laughs> anyway, so hopefully that was a good first episode of the This Is How We See It podcast. I'm Nick. I am Jerry. Signing off. This has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.